We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie'sLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. This is Sportsbeat AM, featuring a conversation with Blue and Gold Illustrated Notre Dame football beat reporter Tyler Horka. Well, Tyler, what an interesting last week. When we last spoke, we had no idea that Brian Kelly was about to depart as Notre Dame's head football coach. We heard from athletic director Jack Swarbrick on Tuesday. I think he was preparing the fake names to keep him off, to keep us off his track of hopping on a plane and going to interview people for this head coaching job when in fact he just went down the hall and talked to Marcus Freeman and now Marcus Freeman's the new head football coach of the Fighting Hours. So let's just start with your reaction to Jack Swarbrick and the swiftness that this search was completed and the decision to go with a guy from the staff, a guy who's been here since January, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, when Jack Swarbrick talked to us on on Tuesday morning, I think that was Tuesday morning. It yep. feels like it's been five <laughs> weeks since then. It hasn't even been one week, but uh, you know, his decision not to name an interim head coach was very telling to me. Uh, you know, there was already a lot of uh, you know swirling of Marcus Freeman's name out there at that time on Tuesday morning, and when Swarbrick said, "No, we're not going to name an interim head coach." To me, at the time, Notre Dame could have still been a college football playoff team, and obviously it still had at least one game left. We now know that that's the Fiesta Bowl, which is a pretty big game. So to not name a, an, an, an interim at a time where Notre Dame still had at least one really big game left on its schedule was telling. And like you said, all Jack did was walk down the hall and uh, you know vet one of the guys that he he's already known for a year now. And um, you know, people told me that Marcus Freeman killed that interview. I'm not surprised he killed the interview to land at Notre Dame originally almost a year ago at this time now. So uh, you know, it was it was a situation where. Notre Dame has a lot of really good things going for it right now. Obviously just lost the winningest head coach of all time, but you know, a lot of the people who helped Brian Kelly get to that stage in the last five years are, are still with the program. And I think Jack Swarbrick wanted to keep those people together. And, you know, we've seen everything that's happened in the last week, everyone rallying around Marcus Freeman. That, that's one of the main reasons Jack Swarbrick did this is because he knew if he hired Marcus Freeman, then, you know, a lot of this momentum that Notre Dame has right now would, would stay put and, and possibly even you know, grow. So, uh, you know, that's where Notre Dame is at right now with the guy that they think they can rally around uh, in the immediate future and long term as well. Tyler, what do you see? What do you hear? Are some of the things that Marcus has done in the 11 years with this program that made Jack Swarbrick believe that he could become an outstanding CEO. Jack said three things he needed to see the player, or I'm sorry, the coach need to understand the uniqueness of Notre Dame. Well, we know that's the case by hearing him speak. 
has to be able to recruit and develop players. Well, enough said this year. But the CEO piece maybe is the one thing fans have a hard time understanding because they just don't know Marcus Freeman. We rarely heard from Marcus Freeman. That was Brian Kelly's policy not to have coaches speak during the year. So what do you think were a couple of the things that stood out for Mr. Swarbrick that led him to believe that Marcus Freeman has the traits to be an outstanding CEO? Yeah, 35-year-old CEOs, that's really only a, a Hollywood narrative, right? You really only see that in movies. But uh, I think Marcus Freeman just, you know, has that aura about him. He has that look. And he's a really smart guy, too. You know, we've had conversations with Marcus Freeman over the offseason. And, uh, you know, that's when he really did a lot of interviews. And I'm really looking forward to his press conference today at 2 p.m. just to see how he handles that because, you know, a CEO has got to be a face of a company. In this case, a CEO has to be the face of Notre Dame football. It's got also got to be the voice. So it'll be interesting to see Marcus Freeman up there for what I presume to be at least 30 minutes. You know, Brian Kelly, he's he was, uh, you know, at the podium for 30 minutes every single Monday. And he just had a, a, a wit about him and he had a way of speaking. And, and, you know, for everything that everyone wants to say about Brian Kelly right now, uh, you know, he, he was a good CEO. He was the face of Notre Dame football and he was the voice of Notre Dame football for 12 years. I think Marcus Freeman can also be that guy. Jack Swarbrick sees that in him. Uh, you know, th- this will be a completely different duty than being a defensive coordinator, though. Like you said, every, you know, he's got to care about the, you know, entire football team now. And I know he cared about it before, but, you know, he's got to be the voice for the entire football team now. So at 35 years old, um, that's really the only thing that Marcus Freeman hasn't proved yet is is that he can – uh, be that guy, but we we won't know until he's in that situation. He's in that situation now. You know, we'll we'll know a lot more about Marcus Freeman at 3 p.m. today than we did at 2 p.m. today, which is very exciting. But uh, you know, Jack Swarbrick is behind closed doors with all of these guys, and like you said, it's been 11 months with Marcus Freeman. That should be long enough to to know what a guy uh, would be like in this certain situation. And you know, Jack Swarbrick's. Uh, he's been he's been around for for a while so he knows what a head coach should be at Notre Dame and he saw that in Marcus Freeman Tyler Horka beat reporter Notre Dame football for blue and gold illustrated blueandgold.com over the last few days Tyler I've spoken to your colleagues Patrick Engel and Mike Singer about Marcus Freeman and some of the other storylines that have developed including what appears to be a majority of the assistant coaching staff coming back we know about Tommy Reese video came out from Notre Dame football social media. Tommy Reese telling the football team, I'm staying. You guys have a pretty good feel who's coming back. I think there might be three names we're not sure about. Jeff Quinn, Dale Alexander, Brian Polian. Do you have any updates or any thoughts on if those three might stick around South Bend? Well, I'll start with Dell Alexander. I know that uh, he's been pretty active on social media the last couple of days, voicing support for support for Marcus Freeman. Uh, he's liked a couple of my tweets as well, so I think the uh, the energy and the buzz of the Marcus Freeman hire has has definitely gotten to him as well. Uh, obviously, he hasn't really come out and said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm on this staff going forward like Mike Elston did, like Tommy Reese did. Uh, you know, Lance Taylor is, uh, you know, confirmed to be locked up as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dell Alexander. But, uh, you know, Brian Polian and, and uh, Jeff Quinn as well, like you mentioned, those are two guys that uh, also haven't, um, you know, come out and said, I'm, I'm in this thing for the long haul. Uh, I think Brian Polian could be a, a head coaching candidate. Um, you know, he, he might go to a smaller school and take an opportunity like that. You know, he was kind of Brian Kelly's right hand man. So, 
interesting to see that he hasn't uh, already ended up in Baton Rouge, but I'm not sure if he wants to, uh, at this stage in his career, you know, can continue to, you know, be Brian Kelly's right-hand man. And then as for Jeff Quinn, obviously he had a, uh, a very interesting season this year with, with everything that happened with the offensive line, it was down and then it was up and, you know, his name was always floating out there, um, you know, as I, I, you know, on the message board and, and on Twitter, I think a lot of people kind of uh, wanted to see him walk from Notre Dame, but at this point, the offensive line's playing really well, so it'll, um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Marcus Freeman to retain him. I, I'm just, you know, very impressed with the way Jack Swarbrick, Marcus Freeman, everybody kind of kept this thing together. I mentioned earlier that Notre Dame has a lot of really good things going for it, and a lot of these head coaches are the reason why, and, and they're sticking around. Says a lot about Notre Dame, says a lot about Marcus Freeman, and says a lot about what all of these coaches want to do going forward. You know, Tommy Reese walked into that room last week and addressed, looked like the offensive players and said, we're going to win a national championship here. So the confidence is really high. And, you know, there, there's a reason for that when everyone sticks around and the camaraderie is, is there and the chemistry is there, not just with the players, but with the coaching staff as well. Well, I'm a little bit older than you are, but I'll say this. I don't know if I've ever seen a reaction by players to a coach than some of the videos we've seen released by Notre Dame, especially when Marcus was introduced to the team in the locker room when they thought it was going to be another workout with Coach Bayless, and they brought in Marcus. The reaction was something that gave me goosebumps, and I know reactions don't win football games, but that just tells you how much these players love this guy. They went on social media to support him. This is just not something we see every day. Oh, yeah. It, it, that reaction video was a lot more than, hello, I'm Brian Kelly and I'm your new football coach. <laughs> <laughs> was it not? Uh, you know, it was uh, – I mentioned his age earlier, 35 years old. I just think these players could really connect with him. And uh, obviously you have to view a coach as your superior because that's what he is. But there's also an element to where these, you know, players – kind of see that not too long ago, you know, it's, it's been less than two decades since uh, Marcus Freeman put on, you know, an Ohio State helmet and went out there and, and played for another top program in the country. So it's just, the, you know, the way that Marcus Freeman relates to these guys, number one, and the, and the way that Marcus Freeman has showed love for Notre Dame, only having been here for 11 months, I think they view him as a true Notre Dame guy. Every Every time he gets in front of a camera, it's, you know, this place is awesome. Uh, yesterday, he called it a gold mine. And you know, who wouldn't want to play for a guy that shows so much love for the university, so much love for the tradition that the university has and uh, the direction that the, the program is, is heading? You know, it's uh, it's, a, it's about national championships. It's about, uh, you know, being one of the best programs in college football. I think Marcus Freeman really wants to keep that standard where it's at. And uh, he's used the word enhance a few times as well. He wants to yeah. enhance the program. Obviously, he wants to take it a notch higher than it's been. It's been at a really high level, but he wants to take it even higher. So uh, he's, it's just a guy that's really easy to play for, and all the players seem to um, em embody that, uh, embody everything that Marcus Freeman embodies. And when those two things are on the same level, it's um, it's a good thing. I would imagine for young men – that had committed to this program in the 22 and 23 class, in particular the 22 class. Last week they were two weeks away from signing in the early signing period. There had to be 24 hours of uncertainty, 
and chaos for them, trying to understand what was going on. I know the coaches worked hard to reach out to those players quickly and answer any of those questions that they might have about the situation. All things considered, I believe we've had, what, one decommitment so far that I know of, at least. How good of a job did this coaching staff do calming the waters with these recruits? Uh, just a phenomenal job, and that's that's a little bit of credit to Jack Swarbrick as well for acting so quickly. He knew that that early signing period was was coming up quick, and obviously all these coaches did too. And uh, you know, Jack Swarbrick told all the coaches before he even hired Marcus Freeman that you know, hey, you guys are on the road, you need to stay on the road because you know a, a program is made up of its players, and it's only as good as you know those players are. So. Uh, he told them to stay on the road. They did stay on the road. Um, you know, the, the story with Brian Kelly being at a recruit's house as the news was breaking is not good for optics, but everything else Notre Dame has done since then has been great for optics. And uh, to only lose one uh, commit, and, you know, as our Mike Singer on blueandgold.com has reported in the last uh, couple days, Notre Dame is after that decommitment still and, and trying to get him to, to recommit to Notre Dame, Devin Moore, uh, the defensive back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen what happened at Oklahoma. Uh, I think there was half a dozen decommitments mm-hmm. in the first couple days since Lincoln Riley left. And uh, it, it can cripple a program because, <clears throat> you know, these recruiting classes, they, they can set you back. If they're not up to snuff, they can set you back years. You know, these, these guys coming in are expected to, you know, some of them play right away as freshmen. Some of them still be playing in four years as seniors. So, you know, we've seen the impact that the the seniors have made on Notre Dame this year. Uh, these recruiting classes are ultra important, and Jack Swarbrick, Marcus Freeman, and company did, you know, worked wonders in keeping this thing together. Finally, we see every year some teams get invited to a bowl game. They could care less. Other teams really want to win the game. Do you expect Notre Dame's players and coaching staff to be almost extra motivated to kickstart 2022 by coming out and playing a heck of a football game against Oklahoma State? It sure seems like they would want to win it as a football team for their new head coach. Yeah, I'll say this. This Notre Dame team is going to be by far more motivated with Marcus Freeman at the helm than it would have been had none of this happened and Brian Kelly were still coaching because at that point, you know, we've, we've seen it with Brian Kelly. He's made, you know, decently large bowl games, new year's day bowl games. And it's like, okay, this isn't the college football playoff, but you know, we'll play it anyway and we'll, we'll try to win. And this is different. Marcus Freeman first game as head coach in college football. Um, you know, you, you want to win that game. You want to go off on the right note and you want to go into the off season with a lot of optimism. You know, you don't want to lose everything that's happened in the last couple of days with the loss to Oklahoma state. So it would be huge for Notre Dame to go out on a victory. And I think they're going to be highly motivated to do so. Tyler, what's happening right now at blue and gold illustrated blue and Oh, just a ton of stuff. The last week has been a whirlwind, and I don't know how many articles I've written the last week. I don't know how many Patrick Engel and Mike Singer have as well, but the answer is a lot. And You can read all of those articles if you sign up for our free Blue and Gold newsletter. In every single article that you uh, find from us online, you should see a little uh, banner to click on, and 
it's 100% free. You'll get 100% of our content in your email box every morning. And there's been a ton of it. I mentioned Marcus Freeman's uh, press conference later today. We'll have tons of stories out of that. And I'm sure everyone's really interested in what the new Notre Dame head coach has to say. So when you interviewed to join the Blue and Gold staff after last year, did they tell you all this stuff was going to happen to be prepared for craziness this year in your first year on the beat? <laughs> no, I wish they did, though. Cause I, already, I already covered a coaching change uh, at Mississippi State a couple of years ago. I thought I was oh. going to be done with that coming in, you know, Brian Kelly being entrenched. But college football is college football, Darren. Remind me, you'll have to spend a few moments during an interview just giving me a couple of Mike Leach tidbits because I'm sure you could spend probably two days on that. Yeah, that'll be a good off-season topic for us. Sounds good. Make sure you check out Tyler, Patrick, and Mike, the Blue and Gold staff. They'll have you covered. Marcus Freeman's press conference today. Check out their work at blueandgold.com. I think we may not speak for a little while since I have vacation time coming up, so happy holidays to you and your family and looking forward to talking to you in 2022. Absolutely. Happy holidays to you and enjoy the time off. It's been a long couple months. It's been a long week. <laughs> yes, as, as Tommy Reese said, last week felt like a month and, and I can exactly. definitely understand that. Tyler, best wishes to you. Thanks for your time. All right. Thanks, Darren. You too.